Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2049. We're continuing our look at Clone Wars Season 6 in preparation for Clone Wars Season 7. And today, we're starting a new story arc with an old friend. This is Episode 5 from Season 6, and your Clone Wars briefing is coming right up. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, these episodes, <laughs> it's been odd. Well, you know what? I'll save this particular thing for after the break. Don't worry, it'll make sense. And it's not going to hamper our discussion of this is a Clone Wars briefing. It's okay, but this is a full spoiler briefing. I guess I should, you know, mention that just in case. Just in case. This episode was originally scheduled, according to Wikipedia, to be part of Season 5, but alas, for some reason they decided to hold it out, and they put it into Season 6, and it starts off with a an opening from the narrator that is worthy of the Phantom Menace. It talks about the banking clan on Scipio and how, because of the Clone Wars, there have been all sorts of people who have been, uh, you know chased out of their homes or had to flee from their homes and these refugees have to be taken care of and Padme Amidala, one of her gigs is to secure funding from the banking clan to help take care of these refugees, but it's something's going wrong with the most recent loan that they're having to take out and so she is going to Scipio to deal with this, but there may be a problem with what's going on with the banking clan and the narrator talks about how there's a neutral zone on Scipio so that way they can conduct business without being involved in the conflict because no war must come to Scipio. However, the banking clan is allied with the Separatists. Like, that's already been established, and their leader, San Hill, is part of the Separatist Council. And yet, and yet, they're still doing business with the Republic and trying to you know, still make money any way they can. They're just apparently, according to Wikipedia again, charging the Republic exorbitantly high interest rates. And yet, <laughs> again... It may not be working out for them, as we find out in this episode, because when Padme shows up to say, hey, what's going on? They say, oh, negotiate with our you know most trusted and respected negotiator, who is Rush Clovis, a guy that Padme has had dealings with in the past, who, as she says in the episode, you know, the last time we had anything to do with each other, you poisoned me and didn't do anything about it. Or had me poisoned, or yeah, yeah. Ultimately, he's not a good guy in that regard. And he manages to sneak onto her balcony and into her room, but does not manage to get the drop on her. Not that he was trying to get the drop on her by all appearances, at least. She's able to whip out a blaster, and he's stunned. Like, how did you get a blaster in the neutral zone? So, yeah, another example of Padme kicking butt, which is always fun. Anyway, it turns out that Rush Clovis believes there is some major corruption happening with the banking clan and that they are bankrupt, if not near to bankrupt, because 
there's no money in the vaults, but there's no way to prove it. He needs somebody's help to prove it, and Padme is just the person to prove it for his way of thinking. Now, this raises a lot of questions, like, what is he going to get out of this whole thing? He has been identified, or at least spoken about, by Padme as a known separatist, and that's not a good thing in her mind, but... You know, if the banking clan is allied with the Separatists, then why does he need her help to expose this? Like, what's in it for him? Meanwhile, there is a bounty hunter involved, because there's always a bounty hunter involved. His name is Embo, and he initially starts by tracking Padme, but while Padme and Clovis are having this discussion, it looks like through his rifle's scope that he is actually about to target Clovis, and his assassination attempt goes awry, and Glovis says, See, they're trying to kill me because of what I know. But also begs the question, who is this they? If it's the Separatists, well, he's already a part of the thing, so why wouldn't they just take him out? And if it's the banking clan, well then, why would he have anything to do with them right now and being their trusted negotiator? So, yeah, it seems like there's a lot that we don't know and maybe this has to do with Rush's motivations, maybe this has to do with driving the plot so fast that you whiz over those holes or something, I don't know. But Padme ultimately consults with Chancellor Palpatine, yeah, you know, and he says, ah, maybe you should trust him. <laughs> and so she says she believes him anyway and he says maybe you should trust him and so she says, all right, I'll do it, but I need to be able to go into the vault and accompany the money being transferred the whole time. The banking clan doesn't want this to happen because nobody goes into the vault, but Rush makes a case and says, hey, you know, she was shot at last night. Let's be transparent. Let's make an exception in this particular case. Uh, yeah, so that works out for the both of them, and Rush later shares his plan, which is to get them into the vault and gives Padme a little device to hack into the computers. It's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy. Meanwhile, he's going to go sneak off and detonate a charge that will kill the power grid and lock everything down, and she'll be able to get lost in there and find the terminal she needs to find to be able to download this information, blah, blah, blah. Almost everything goes according to plan, except for the fact that the bankers are like, hey, Rush, you know, this is your deal. You should stay here. So he passes the detonator to Padme's handmaiden, and Padme goes and sets the charge off. But Embo happens to be waiting nearby and shoots her, unfortunately, for her and for Padme and for the good guys in general. It does also beg the question of if it had been Rush that was there, would Embo have shot him? Is Embo working with him? We don't know, but... Yeah, ultimately, ah, ultimately again. All right, gonna have to watch my use of that <laughs> word. Padme's able to get the data, and it turns out that Rush is right. There's a big problem with the balances for the back for the banking clan. Like they're running out of money, and this is a clear and present danger for the Republic. So Padme says, you know, we got to get this information to the Republic as soon as possible. Right on cue, the doors open, and it is the banking clan there to arrest Padme for espionage because it was her handmaiden who was caught at the scene of the power grid being blown up. Oh, man. And so she has to cool it in what amounts to, I guess, solitary confinement for a while until Anakin shows up. And Anakin is, like, really unhappy about this, and... 
um, also kind of razzing her and bullying and, you know, it's it's not cool. And then he finds out Clovis is involved and he gets real mad. So you can kind of see, I guess, a little bit because there was potentially a romantic thing between Padme and Clovis. You know, there was some, you know, sort of flirtation, blah, blah, blah. And... Because of that fact, it, you know, stokes Anakin's jealousy, and of course Anakin's already mad about what Clovis did to Padme in that last encounter, and so it's really cool to see elements of that being part of the slowly building case of Anakin falling to the dark side with all of these little dominoes of dark side emotional influence adding up over time. So that's one of the cool things about the Clone Wars, and maybe one that doesn't get talked about as much, so... Anyway, it turns out that Clovis has not himself been arrested and also managed to keep a hold of this incriminating data. So when Anakin and Padme go to Clovis's house to repossess this data, well, shucks, Embo is there too and tries to take them out. They manage to escape from Embo and it seems like all's well and good, but Embo contacts his employer and guess who his employer is? It's Darth Sidious, that evil two-faced son of a gun who says, yeah, you've done your job, that's perfect, I'll take it from here. So, oh man, once again, the conspiracy is hard at work. And that is where things stop with the story arc that begins with an old friend. And so we'll pick it up with the next episode and the next Clone Wars briefing, but there is something unique about this particular story arc that is worth flagging that I started to talk about at the top of the show, but decided to hold off until after the break that's happening right now. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So Henry Gilroy had said at one point, and he was a writer for Star Wars Rebels and also worked on Clone Wars stuff too, and said that the by the time they were getting to the end of the series, they were working on episodes in four episode story arcs. And so I thought this was a little bit odd because this particular story arc we're talking about right now is only a three episode story arc. So it made me think, oh, what happened with that? And it turns out that that thing I mentioned to you before about season five and about how this was originally going to be part of season five, well, maybe that has to do with why it's a three episode arc this time around. Or maybe there's another one connected to it somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, it just seems uh, interesting. I've been doing the math. That's what I was trying to tell you at the top of the episode of how 13 episodes in the season, how they're going to get four episode story arcs and stay along that line. And I haven't been able to figure it out. It does look like it's uh, four and a four and a three and a two. So we'll see. But yeah, just a little numbers geekiness. And thank you for tolerating it. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the galaxy you may be. 
7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.